Welcome to the Creative Hope Podcast. Today's episode is about Matt Johnson and how to navigate the freelancer agency relationship. Our sponsor for today's episode is Kayla. If content is holding up your projects, Kayla can help. You simply send a request and sit back. Kayla sends automatic reminders to your clients and collaborators and it is super easy to invite your team. Visit getkayla.com slash ch to get your 30-day free trial. That is g-e-t-k-a-y-l-a dot com slash ch. Hi and uh, welcome again to the Creative Hope Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Amit. And uh, today we have a topic that was actually brought up by one of the people from our mastermind her name is marie and we think it's really really exciting Mm -hmm. whenever we get like a request for a topic Mm -hmm. and the topic today is agency freelancer relationships yeah and i think one of the things we think is why that's a good idea to bring up is because the creative landscape is changing Mm -hmm. and specializing means that you can start working with other creatives because now also we have such big agencies Mm. that go over many, many countries and sort of the way they start working is they hire freelancers instead of full-time staff. And so we really wanted to like explore that relationship a bit more about, yeah. Like, especially because I think most people are actually not just a freelancer or just an agency Mm -hmm. like i think especially that a lot of the people we work with we kind of have both sides to it yeah so like when we do a project with a web developer maybe we hire them and then they are the freelancer in our project Mm -hmm. and then for the next project they hire us and we're the freelancer in their project yeah and so i think the kind of dynamic is really interesting to talk about like what do people look for in a freelancer or like how do you create those relationships yeah um yeah and uh to start off i'm going to talk about uh, a person that i think is very interesting when it comes to this sort of relationship um his name is matt johnson from pursuing results okay never heard of never and that's okay uh he i i stumbled upon him when i was doing research for this uh podcast and he runs an agency that develops podcasts, that produces podcasts, oh, okay. and books guests for other people. Right. So it's kind of like a service where you don't have to go look for your own guests. Right. And also don't have to hire your own editor or edit mm. yourself, uh, etc. Mm. And the way he stumbled into that is he was having his own podcast. Yeah. And he started to have to find freelancers first for his own podcast, you know? And then people started asking him, hey, can you do the podcast for me? Right. And then after a while, he started doing that as a service for other people. And the good thing is he already had a freelancing... um, Like group of people? Group of people, structure of it in place. Okay. And uh, yeah, I think it's really interesting. He's got a team of 12... Right. Which is a big team. Yeah. And only one person is a full-time Yeah. Uh, I think this is becoming staff. more and more common. Yeah. yeah. And I think the way we work, we have a relatively large team, yeah. actually. But 
But only two people, two people technically in the company. Technically yeah. in the company, yeah. And um, yeah, I think his uh, his philosophy and how he freelance, how he hires freelancers, is really interesting. It's he the way he hires freelancers, and I think it's really good to get into the mindset of the agency owner or the mm. hirer. Right, yeah. the employer, the of, employer the, yeah. of the freelancer <laughs> is he he hires on a basic basis of what part yeah. of the project is not affected with him not having hands-on involvement yeah i think that's really really important yeah like especially when you start out and you've been running your business for a while mm-hmm. i think also the longer you do it mm-hmm. <clears throat> it changes from in the beginning, you feel like, oh, I don't want to invite people into my process. Maybe you don't feel organized enough or you don't feel like you want to give things up. And I think as you move forward, you start getting so involved in all the parts of your company. Mm-hmm. It feels really hard to like release some of that control yeah. and let people in. But it's like you're saying, like you have to kind of see the bits that you don't actually... Maybe it's not your strong suit. Yeah, and I think... So the way he he gave an example was the show notes. Right. He does not need to type up the show notes. No. Um, and he says it's okay if, if there might be a dip in quality in the beginning. Right. Right. Because ultimately, your clients don't care that enough. much enough about the things that you don't have a direct involvement in. Right. To where a five percent dip in quality is going to affect them buying from you yeah and, and like in the long term exactly. you're going to be able to work so much more on getting more clients or like doing that face-to-face stuff that yeah. really actually matters yeah so what do you think um this is a this was a short one i, I think I'd, uh, I'd rather let him explain in his own words uh um his freelancing hiring because I think it really gives a good uh, sort of look into his psychology. And I'll put that into our show notes. Okay. Um, but I think it's really good to have a good example out there of someone who is very freelance focused. You know, those big agencies don't like to give away their secrets. So it was hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you were talking to me about planning for this episode, you mentioned that he had some like struggles with hiring people. or there Yeah, was, like, I mean, some... his, his struggles was that he was very involved in a lot of parts of his business okay so it's like difficult to let go exactly yeah Yeah. i think one of the things that kind of sparked us trying to outsource more things or bring people into Mm -hmm. our team um was a book that we read and i think we might have talked about this book before maybe it's on the blog Mm -hmm. but the built to sell book Mm -hmm. because it kind of takes you through this fictional story but it's really real Mm -hmm. like when you read it of this one person who is thinking about expanding his business or eventually selling it one day, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really work without him. Yeah. Like the brand is him. Yeah. And then trying to distance yourself from that and build up this like structure and almost like a templatized business mm-hmm. where you don't have to be there every day. It doesn't mean you have to sell, but it means you could take like a day vacation. Yeah. And uh, so for us, that was really like relieving yeah. in a sense. Uh, and yeah, and if, if someone is out there thinking about, oh my God, I am extremely swamped with yeah. work constantly and I don't... Think about if you have the means to hire a freelancer, what part of the business is not essential for you to be there? And I know it's a hard thing because, you know, it's your business and it's, you know, we we like to think of ourselves essential in every part of it. Yeah. But I think it's, it's a good sort of 
uh, exercise in doing, even if you're not ready to hire a freelancer, okay, I'm doing this right now, but is this essential that I am doing that? And then you can also start planning into where you can allocate time. Yeah. And I think another obstacle besides the like hard to let go bit, Mm. I think also it's that we feel like we can't afford it. Yeah. And especially if you're, you know, running your business and you're in the early years, Mm -hmm. like we had a really hard time to part with any money in the beginning, even like we've been talking about not paying for a single Mm mock-up like in year one. Yeah. Um, But really the point is that if you pay a freelancer for a couple hours a week where you don't have to do that work that takes you sort of so much energy, then you can use that time to go find more clients or work on your website or like on your business. Mm And that will ultimately actually bring you more business faster. Yeah. So um, I think it is really good. And the good thing with freelancers is that you can hire people for a, like a one-off project mm-hmm. to test it out mm-hmm. or like a really short-term basis. You don't have to employ them and then know that you can have the salary for a year for them. It yeah. can be like a really small commitment, actually. Yeah. If you run into someone who you know you can do a a good job for them and it's not essential for them to do that job in their own business it's a good way to like angle it yeah if you're selling to them and the thing i'm going to be talking about first is like how do agencies decide who they're going to hire yeah and like if you're an agency what should you be looking for in a freelancer yeah and i think the first thing that that at least we've been looking for is that your process is kind of working together Mm -hmm. So some people like to be really involved. For us, we we don't want to be like micromanaging anyone. Mm-hmm. Like we really like to see them as partners, the yeah. people we work with, and then we can kind of get their take on things. But we like to have like milestones mm-hmm. along the way, yeah. where we make sure that we're like on the same page. And mm-hmm. certain people might want to have like the you as the freelancer joining into the meetings with the clients yeah or some people might want you to be more behind the scenes yeah so just like making sure that your process and your values align, align. yeah and you, or you can make them align if you really like if you really like each other's work yeah. you know i mean you have to feel comfortable with the way yeah. you work so yeah. i don't think you should force them to no, align no. but you can you can change i i'm not saying you can't be flexible yeah yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's I agree with that. Um, another one that we've kind of touched upon is like it's really easy for people who are running their own business mm-hmm. to try to hire a copy of themselves. Yeah. Because you know how you work and you try to find that person who could just do your job but when you're sleeping. Yeah. Or like, you know, when you're on vacation. Yeah. And I think that's a really bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because the point of kind of having someone else in your business is to try to bring in like a diversity of perspectives and skills mm-hmm. and different things that you can kind of help build your business. Yeah. And if it's just a mini you, you're just going to... Ultimately, the yeah. same problems will arise yes. <laughs> arise on a bigger scale. Yeah. So I think, uh, and then you're back at square one, mm-hmm. but now you have two people's salaries to... or Yeah, uh, or, or you're just to, kind of like spending all your time teaching this person how to do something exactly like you are doing it. Yeah. Uh, which is usually not a great yeah. idea. So yeah, try to like, don't hire yourself, go for diversity uh, because it's kind of a waste of mm-hmm. money to try to, to hire yourself. Yeah. Uh, another one is, I think sometimes when agencies look for freelancers, it might 
they might know that it's just one project. Mm -hmm. So then you might be looking at things like style or portfolio or, you know, things that are going to be the perfect fit for that client. Yeah. And this is another plug for us. We've done a podcast on niching. So yeah. you know, listen to that one because I think it's a good primer into yeah. then knowing your what kind of uh, niche you could fit for agencies, you know, yeah, as, a, as a freelancer. And if yeah. you have that very distinct style, um, I definitely don't think it's a needed because in many industries, it's really important to show that you can do different things, mm -hmm. like different styles to adapt to the to the company. Mm -hmm. But in some cases, I think this is, I might be totally wrong on this, but I have the feeling that it's more important for like illustrators or yeah, like people who do very like specific things for a client mm -hmm. to maybe have their own style. Yeah. Or at least it's more common. Yeah, I think so. And I think, I think even us, us as designers, mm -hmm. You know, we there's certain design that we we can't do as well as other people. Yeah. And I, like let's say beer packaging. Yeah. You know, we you know that's not really our thing. Our forte. Our yeah. forte, right? <laughs> no. And if an if an agency hires us to do that, you know, there's probably other people out there for that. And I think yeah. I think knowing yourself is yeah. a good way for the project. And if you if you reject projects that might come your way that aren't in your forte you know that builds trust to that agency that you know okay that guy knows himself now if mm. uh, if, an, if a project that is in that guy's wheelhouse he definitely knows he can uh, yeah and you can always like if you know other creatives you can always refer the work yeah and then you're also becoming even more valuable to that agency because you're showing that yeah, you're, you're really caring about the fact that you have to be the right person for them. Mm -hmm. And you help them find someone that is the right person. Yeah. So I think that's really good. Uh, and then I think this one is, is maybe one of the most important things yeah. that agencies look for. And I think this is, I guess, fortunately and unfortunately, the mm -hmm. thing that is the same for every job. Uh, most people look in their network. Yeah. So we're more likely to hire someone that we feel more comfortable with. Mm -hmm. If they've like worked with someone we know before yeah. or like it's a referral from someone or we've met you at a networking event or yeah. you went to school together, like all these things that you already have an in. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the positive thing on this is um, like when you're thinking about how you as a freelancer can connect with agencies, you can actually start creating that relationship before there's a project. As a freelancer, if you want to try to create that connection, mm -hmm. I think you can do like networking in person. That's always really, really helpful. And just mm -hmm. trying to like build friendships and relationships with people rather mm -hmm. than like trying to sell yourself too hard right away. Uh, but also I, I found uh, Facebook groups to be super helpful. Yeah. Recently. Okay. And uh, so like Facebook groups are kind of like, like a room full of your customers. Yeah. If you find the right one, there's definitely like a balance in the size and the content. Yeah. And yeah. Be careful. Like <laughs> very, very big Facebook groups can get very, I don't know what the correct word is, but uh, just <laughs> yeah. be wary of them. Yeah. Once they get big enough that they become difficult for people to moderate, mm -hmm. I think it can get very off topic sometimes. Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. that's what we're trying to say. Yeah. Um, but some groups, especially I found, uh, I joined a couple ones that are like in the like one to 5,000 range. Mm -hmm. 
there's enough people there that you've got some really dedicated people, but you can still be seen if you start interacting a lot. Yeah. So if you go in there and you like, you know, post helpful advice to people mm-hmm. and, you know, don't take too much of your time, but this is the same as with all social media. Yeah. Like just use your judgment and yeah. then go on, like be helpful. Yeah. And if you're helpful, you're going to find people and they're going to start seeing your name pop up over and over. So when they need someone to do a certain job, they kind of think about you. Yeah. Uh, and I've even seen people in those groups that are like designers for designers. Yeah. Like they take over your, uh, let's say, retainer work or yeah. like smaller projects. Yeah. So there's definitely like groups that can fit your niche. Yeah. And then it can both be a way for you to like get tips from other creatives, mm-hmm. but also a way to get work. Yeah. Um, another thing which we kind of started talking about before with how to kind of connect with agencies is that you can look at the agency's websites mm-hmm. and see something that they're kind of missing. Mm-hmm. So if you have a certain skill, let's say you're like a videographer, mm-hmm. and uh, they are working with all these companies that could use video, yeah. but they're not offering video. Yeah. You could reach out and just say, hey, I've been really you know, seeing your work. It looks great. And uh how, do you ever do any video work i think this could be really helpful like maybe with this client where you've yeah. done this you could expand on it with video you could also look at their jobs board and see what yeah. they are hiring right now and see if you can fill that role as a freelancer instead mm-hmm. of you know because a, a freelancer is definitely always cheaper than a yeah you know a full-on employee i think yeah. we have a little bit of a beef with this as well personally yeah like because it is a little bit unsafe as a freelancer yeah I think, you know, you do have that freedom, but uh, we also just kind of think it's a little bit risky sometimes. So it is just the way that the industry is now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we would like it to be a little safer. Yeah. Um, in like once you're trying to build that relationship, you can do things like interacting with people on social media. So like yeah. similar with the Facebook group. You can find someone on Instagram, you know, you can comment on their things, you can share them, you can, if you've met someone at a networking mm-hmm. event, yeah. you could like, uh, oh, I had a great discussion with, at this person. Yeah. So like trying to create a little bit more like organic mm-hmm. discussions yeah. that just helps you kind of stay top of mind. Um, and this one also kind of comes to when you're trying to get a certain type of work, this ties in with your portfolio, mm-hmm. that you really try to just post things that are on brand for you. Mm-hmm. So like, if you want to get work in a certain industry, don't post something else. Like, don't yeah. post a passion project that was completely unrelated. Yeah, You could do it maybe like on a different platform that's personal to you, mm-hmm. if you really like it. But if you're trying to specifically get work in a certain niche... Mm-hmm. Curate yourself. Yeah, that's a good. That's a yeah. good. Uh, it's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Because you're kind of building up that expertise, and yeah. even if you don't have time to like produce a uh, produce a ton of content, yeah, you can still post like articles that you found from someone else. Yeah. On that topic, is just continuously posting and showing that you're reading up on this topic, and you know you're doing this. Mm-hmm. It shows that you care enough to stay like excited about it and stay informed about it. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, is what happens once you start trying to work together. Yeah. Or like once you initiate that. That initial project. Yeah. I think the the groundwork that you have to lay before yeah. we, yeah. Yeah, because 
you know, I feel like all the focus when you're looking at like tips for these things are on the things we just covered. Mm -hmm. Like it's much more about how to get hired. Yeah. Which is important. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's kind of like with everything else. You Once you have that first project, it's really crucial that you have a good experience and that you can turn that into ongoing relationships yeah. or like more work in the future. Yeah. Um, and so... In the lead to retainer guide that we have on the website in the learning section, yeah. we talk a lot about creating this like really positive experience where everyone knows what's happening. And you know, this is more or less about you and the client. But mm. if the agency is your client, you can use the same yeah. kind of strategy. So the first one is about setting expectations. Mm -hmm. So like, how do you like to work? How often are you meeting? Like, how long is the project deadline? Uh, what's the price? Yeah. And like, what happens if the scope changes? Yeah. And how do you communicate? You know. Yeah. That's important. Important setting. Um, um, sort of. Uh, boundaries. Boundaries. Yes. Oh, right. Boundaries. Yeah. Setting boundaries. Yeah. And uh, I think th those are important also to keep liking each other as professionals. I think. That's you know, a good point. Yeah. Know. I think if you if you lay that groundwork again. And I think we've talked about this in another episode, like laying those boundaries and groundwork it ultimately creates a better client. Um, or agency freelancer relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And I, we, we had a talk recently where we talked about collaboration. Yeah. And one of the things that we discussed was like uh, talking about the awkward. Yeah. And how like all of these things that especially when it involves money, mm -hmm. like it just feels uncomfortable to talk yeah. about. And how um, us being a couple, when we just started out, we created like a contract. Yeah. For what happens if we break up or like what happens, you know, if we have a disagreement mm -hmm. and trying to like separate that personal relationship from the business relationship. Yeah. And, you know, even if it's not your partner, I think all of these things where you iron out the uncomfortable stuff, mm -hmm. they'll just make everything so much better. And you kind of just have to do it once. Yeah. Because if you keep working with that same company. Mm -hmm. then you can have this template that you've created like mm -hmm. a contract template or you know something together where it's really easy you could just you know customize it a little bit yeah. for the scope yeah um the other one i wanted to talk to you about and then maybe people have different opinions on this but i really like when people that we collaborate with come up with new ideas and like take initiative in a project i really like that too yeah like Yes, the person who met with the client obviously has some sort of, I guess, a little bit more information, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that they have all the answers. Yeah. And if you have ideas that you think could be cool, like mm -hmm. there's no harm in bringing things up. Yeah. And like my absolute favorite thing when we work with people is when someone brings up something that I could have never thought about. Oh, yeah. Like like one, um, one of my... Uh, feedbacks once to one of our freelancers was omg f word this is so good <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah and and uh, yeah it was it's it just was, exciting it was just really exciting yeah. yeah like that's also why you're not hiring a copy of yourself yeah like you're trying to hire someone that can offer something to your clients that you can't yeah so don't be afraid to to come up with ideas or to throw something out there and yeah. you know if it's not a good idea for the project the person who you know is leading the project can just say i don't think that's right for right now yeah but thank you for your input you yeah. know and so i think that's really important um 
And yeah, just ironing out what roles everyone has. So like, mm. who is the person who is going to lead the project? Who's the person who is responsible for deadlines? All of these different things. Mm -hmm. And just like talking about that up front. Yeah. Um, and with communication, I think it's really important to have like a way to communicate really quickly and easily mm -hmm. that isn't just going to be like we have to meet up for an hour every week yeah. or like those things that just take a lot of time where you really what you needed was like a one sentence check on something yeah and uh, so we use slack for for that yeah slack is good um base camp is good yeah um and i mean we are we we have to also kind of acknowledge that that's the reason that You've probably heard the promo for Kayla in the beginning mm -hmm. of this podcast. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we were getting really sort of close to being able to launch now. And that was one of the reasons that we started it in the first place. Yeah, is to have an easier file sharing process between your freelancers and your clients. Mm -hmm. And and I think, um, yeah, we'll, we'll come up with podcasts, how to use Kayla, yeah. the benefits of Kayla yeah. uh, later. But I think, uh, yeah, that's kind of one of our main missions with Kayla is to uh, make that... Um, Just like process smoother. Yeah. It takes so much time to try to gather all those things and get approval for things. And it's just, we just wanted it to be easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think those are kind of the main things that I think, again, like most people aren't just a freelancer or just an agency. Like. Yeah you're kind of mixing the different roles. And I think that's what's so exciting. Yeah. And I think we, I think thinking about it from a 360 perspective of mm. what are the motivations of the hire of the employer and what are the, and how you as a freelancer can uh, um, hit those. And then again, what are your motivations as an employer about why you even want a freelancer and thinking about what kind of freelancer you would like to hire. These are, I think, all things that, um, Especially as time goes on, as yeah. creatives, we're going to interconnect way more. Um, yeah, thinking. And, sorry. Uh, no, I just, I really want to break this kind of, I think a lot of people feel like it's a power relationship. Like the agency has more power. They're mm -hmm. the ones hiring. Yeah. And I really don't think that we should see it that way. Yeah. I think you have to see it more as like, how are you adding value to each other? Yeah and to each other's careers and goals yeah. and how can you find a way to just like work together and everyone should feel free to have input yeah, and... yeah it's it's not a, it's not a power dynamic it's an expert dynamic right yeah. you are hiring an expert you are an expert being hired yeah. for specific i think these are important to value yourself and yeah. value others yeah yeah that's very true yeah yeah oh uh, okay yeah thank you so much for listening again and i, I think this was a really good podcast um uh, again please uh, give us a review and some nice five stars on itunes really helps us um get the show out there and free yeah, yeah and please share it with your friends we had quite a few people who started listening now and we can see kind of the stats change which is really exciting so if you know someone that you think would would like the podcast uh, send them a link mm -hmm. and uh, yeah the five star reviews does really help yeah and uh, thank you marlin and uh, see you next time bye if you like the tips we gave you today, then you can find more content like this on our blog, creative-hold.com. There you can find all sorts of articles, as well as interviews with many different creatives. So that's creative-hold.com. Be sure to also check out our Facebook group under the same name, Creative Hold. There you can find all sorts of interaction between many different amazing creatives.